Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Things we said on the radio. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? It's time for another installment of Dumb Local Criminal. This is interesting. It just goes and goes and it goes. Now make note, alleged must be proven in a court of law. Okay. So, you got to walk the story back a little bit. City of London decided to use a couple of city-owned golf courses as winter shelters for those Great. experiencing homelessness. Okay, there's debates on both sides for it. When that, then that, that's not where the focus lies. It's just part of the story. About two weeks ago, there happened to be a suspicious fire at one of those golf courses, and it burnt down the clubhouse, causing a million dollars in damage. Okay, this is interesting. Then shortly thereafter, someone arrested. Okay, you know, we're connecting some dots. Turns out to be a city worker who lives just a few doors down from the golf course. Come on. Oh. So alleged in court and whose house is currently on the market. Oh. Oh my gosh. Oh. And who's one plus one? So shady. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Again, not here to debate the locations, but all of those layers. Da 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 da. This this is going to be a lot of heavy lifting to try to sort through. So that uh, that person currently suspended from work, uh, uh, paid from the city. They're, they're on a paid leave right now. Till that paid gets leave. Huh. D- well, with. I guess it's allegedly at this point. It is alleged. They probably got caught by their own driveway camera, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like- we don't know. Like, that stuff will come out in court, and I would imagine CTV will cover it, because it now, like, it, the, the headlines are growing, and there's there's a lot behind the story now, given what the root cause of it alleged. Uh, so th- this is going to be real interesting, but if this is something... This is literally in your own backyard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if uh, if arson in the neighborhood is a good selling point, though, either. I don't feel like this person didn't really mm-hmm. think it through. Yep. Nope. Could you have gone and stolen some doors? Uh, I've not been a horrible person. Well, Could you have just... Yeah, sold the house like everyone is doing right now because it will be bought regardless. Yeah, well, that? no, the, the challenge is there that? are some houses that are taking a little bit longer just based on how specific oh, they are. So it's going to take, what, two months yeah. instead of two days? <laughs> who, who knows? But this is like this This uh, will be one of those exposés where they do a deep dive. This oh, isn't yeah. just going to be like a quick two-minute flash of no. the news story. There'll be, I feel like, a little bit of a TV show to this. Mm-hmm. But yes, and then the finding out, too, a Canadian military veteran on top of that. Like, there are a lot of layers that have not even no been kidding. peeled back as of yet. So the uh, court date is uh, into February, I believe, early portion of February. So the continuance of the story, it's going to linger a little bit before we can get, kind of get any further answers on it. But, man, saw that for first headline. You're kind of sad why it happened. The yeah, impact no of all that used the golf course. For the plans, again, what the city had come up with, and then to see all this trickle down was a... I am still scratching my head trying to process all of this. So that... I would suggest this is the weirdest DLC we've had in a minimum six months. Well, yeah, those stories, the root of them are usually pretty interesting. And yeah, weird. yeah, true. But most definitely. We're uh, we're going to follow this, and we'll keep you up to date as, as, as things move forward. And again, 
the alleged to be appear in court coming up in uh, early February. Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. You, I don't want to start with your probably, but you may be using antiperspirant incorrectly. I guess the deal is it should be a nighttime application and not in the morning. So here's, here's why. So again, please, talking antiperspirant, not deodorant. And if you're into the natural stuff, whatever, we get it, we accept it. I'm, I'm just passing along to something for the masses. So antiperspirant, for those that don't know, it basically plugs your pores and prevents sweat from coming through. Where deodorant just deodorizes whatever sweater moisture shows up. So that sweat smells oh. good. Yeah. You put the I D. I thought they were all actually in the same thing. Nope, nope, they're different. I didn't even know they were different. Yeah, you put a little DO for the BO. That's right. Okay. So <laughs> why, why at night? It's because, well, for most, your body temperature drops as you sleep. Okay? So you sweat less, and sweating less can actually prevent it from doing its thing. Basically, you put it on at night, gives your skin more time to absorb the active ingredient. I know Laura's going to cringe when I say this, which is usually aluminum. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm out. Yeah, I know. It's a conversation for men, Jeff. <laughs> Why is that, though? I, well, aluminum, there's been some studies. It's, it's not awesome long-term it's, for your body. I thought it was more linked specifically to women and cancer, though. Yeah. I would have to go yeah. and look up the, the numbers and well, stuff. But. It is, but to find, as the person who did most of the grocery shopping during lockdown, to find women's deodorant and not antiperspirant, it's very difficult. Like, it's yep. one out of every 150 yep. products are not antiperspirant. All part of being a woman. <laughs> How dare we sweat? Put pink on the label, charge double the yeah. price. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> See, and most antiperspirants are designed to work for 24 to 48 hours. So you, you'll still oh, be wow. fine the next day. And even the vast majority of it won't wash off in a morning shower. Oh, I, interesting. I have Turning. never put it on at night unless I've had a shower at night and before I hop in bed kind of scenario. I got to tell you, now I know you just were like, don't talk about natural deodorant, but I'm just going to say this. I bought a natural deodorant because I ran out and it was the best smelling stuff. I got that Schmidt's stuff. Yep. Whatever. It, I, I ran out of that and went back to a regular deodorant because I found one in my gym bag. The deodorant, I like have a Dove deodorant or something like that. Yep. I am sweating way more with that and waste like I actually will get smelly over a certain period of time that Schmidt stuff couldn't smell me for days yeah, I, I have a but few I friends to. they made the switch <laughs> and much like you and they, they're they love it and, and saying they notice no difference and if it's healthier for them then they're obviously uh, beyond happy but well, why not smell like Schmidt if it's better for you I'm you know what I mean? Okay. You know I mean? <laughs> okay. So deodorant meant to go. be used to the skin that's totally dry, by the way. So it does work better if you want to wait until your pits have aired out a little bit and there's no moisture at all. But try the nighttime if you're into antiperspirant. Again, there is a difference between the two products. And uh, tomorrow's deals, deals, deals. And uh, I already spotted some deals today. If you, if you need some, you DM me and we'll get you all looked at. And you're all set for tomorrow morning when you wake up. Yeah. The cheapest, cleanest pits around. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben on Virgin Radio. You had a moment ever in life where you're you're mad, but then you're glad someone helped. And I'm still stuck at 50-50. So let me explain, and then I'll throw some context into why we're in a bit of this predicament. And then feel free to make judgment. I'm opening up. You can throw darts at me. Do whatever you want to do. So I invited some friends over. Came over for dinner. Lovely. Great chats. I cooked. 20 minutes after dinner, I'm cleaning up, 
They had my Christmas decorations. They're pulling bins up. They're pulling the tree up from the basement. I'm like, stop, 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 please. What are you doing? What are you doing? No, no, we're going to get this up. Sarah wants this up. No, st- st- no we, we have a plan. We're going to get it up. Now, context is, so my wife has some, some heart-related issues. So until that can get sorted, fatigue factor, and she has right. to kind of pick her spots because she's still working or trying to work. So I've taken over the bulk of a lot of the day-to-day because I don't want her fatigued by doing dishes and that kind of thing. So I have a plan or had a plan in regards to what's done. And this is still managing outside stuff with the house, kid stuff. Decided to coach, uh, help coach a hockey team. So, you know, the... Your other children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love those little kids. Time, it has to be organized or I'll lose stuff during the day. So with they were breaking the order and I'm like, guys, please... This is going to be more work for me. Please, please don't. I, I'm going to do this Saturday morning early before I have to go off and do other things. No, no, no. We got it. We got it. It'll be 25 minutes. They weren't wrong. So they, they set up the tree and set up one room full of decorations. Nice. But left five boxes on the main floor. Of course. That I then had to somehow stash and move because we ended up having some people over on Saturday. And that, so it broke the tradition. Because I was doing dishes and trying to get the other part of the house cleaned up. My basement is torn apart because the Christmas stuff is packed behind some clothes and some all-season tires that, again, on Sunday, I was going to, to move around <laughs> yeah. so I could keep things organized. It's, it's a bomb. It's like someone threw a, a yeah. little hand grenade into my basement. So... Well, I'm guessing that wine was flowing or there was oh, a couple yes. of... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so needless yeah. to say, half my Christmas stuff is up. And everything is utter chaos. Do you have do you have specific spots for your Christmas decorations? Like, does a certain item go mm. in a certain spot? Roomish, but not not super. Like, the tree goes in the same spot, yeah. but otherwise, yeah. the odds and ends, something can go in the mantle that used to be on a side table. Yeah, that's yeah. I find that for me, some things so specifically can only go in one spot. Yeah. So yep. it just doesn't make sense for them to be in another spot. <laughs> well, and and w- well, with full appreciation as this is getting done, half the time is this where? You, how does the tree look? Is this where you? Yeah, you're still. I right. don't want. <laughs> I have dishes to handle. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. I get it. It sounds like the whiniest, most complainiest thing. Because again, accepting someone's help when you need it, man, what a gift. But it was just out of sequence, so it has created. Probably a few extra hours of work. So, is this not your? Don't do the kids normally help decorate for Christmas though? Yeah, that's always been the way it is in my family. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they ended up coming down last minute because they were like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "I guess we're d- doing Christmas." Ooh, I would be salty if I was your children. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be salty. salty if I was the kids for sure. Mm, yep, broke tradition. Basements ripped Uh-oh. apart. More work to do. Oh. And we have we're busy Friday night. We're going to be at a hockey game. What the heck? I have something on Saturday. Oh, my dad's 70th birthday party. That's so the, definitely something you're going to be at. Yeah. There's th- well, start a new tradition with your kids called clean up the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> All right. Mornings with Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. It's the help desk. Thank you for holding. On Virgin Radio. 
Today's help desk is from Overwhelmed. You can send us your help desk by going to virginradio.ca, clicking on the photo of Jeff and Laura with backstage Ben and submitting it there. I can tell that Overwhelmed is overwhelmed just by reading this help desk. Just a heads up. Overwhelmed says... Three years ago, I left a job I loved with an amazing uh, for an amazing opportunity. I was offered a management position uh, as the manager at my current job was retiring. Three years later, the manager still hasn't retired and has no plans to fully retire. I was also told the job would be Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, and it's actually every weekend on top of week work, and the manager is awful to work for. She's rude, condescending, thinks she knows better than everyone else. She's uneducated, yet she thinks she's smarter than those with PhDs and micromanages. Her mood affects all staff as well. If she has a bad day, we all suffer for it. I'm trying to take over manager responsibilities, but she is the worst micromanager. I'm good at the job, but she makes me second guess everything. I've ignored all the problems because of the potential to be the manager, and I keep telling myself when she's gone, but morale is low. I hate going to work. I'm exhausted and burnt out. How do I tell her that things need to change when I haven't said anything for this long. I really want to leave and do something else, but if she ever leaves, this opportunity is amazing. So, do I just suck it up and wait it out, even if that's for five to ten more years of being micromanaged and undermined? Help! Does that boss have a boss that you could go have a conversation with? And if so, but then you always have to be careful of what's that relationship? Are they super tight? I'm going to say... If this manager doesn't have education, which is listed here, yet is micromanaging people with PhDs, I'm going to say that this person is top dog. (sighs) Did you bring out the heavy guns on this one? What's that? You 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 can start some HR paperwork got to get crafty in that but then 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 what's the history of the hr person and the manager well human resources is to be there for all staff there are times or at certain businesses that it feels like that they lean towards the side of of management and not representing the people that make that business what they are true yeah on the very surface of it i don't think you've been you've wasted three years waiting for this boss to retire for me I do not live on false promises mm-hmm. if you don't pull through with what you say you're going to do I'm out and given the conversation in there if you're a manager quality I would have unless you're like Google because there's very few things where there aren't other options in the world like it's crazy that really it's Google for search engines right there's no yeah. one uses Yahoo right. there's very few others <laughs> but it the, the field or career or industry you're in, I would imagine you have a competitor, you have a company, maybe it's a tier down, a little smaller firm, if that's the scenario. Mm-hmm. But what's your mental sanity? What's your happiness worth to you? Maybe for a while you transition, you take an assistant manager role, and then that person leaves, and then you play a bit of a chess game. But if you're coming to work feeling like that every day, I don't know if that's what you want to keep doing. It's just... Waiting five to ten more years for the potential to become a manager when you were promised this three years ago? That just seems like insanity to me. It's literally the definition, doing the same thing, hoping for a different outcome. It's Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. My station. Virgin Radio. It's the help desk. Thank you for holding. On Virgin Radio. 
Today's help desk is from Overwhelmed. If you want to send us a help desk, you can do that by going to our website, virginradio.ca, clicking on the photo of us, Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben, and then you can submit your help desk there. Today's help desk from Overwhelmed. Uh, (laughs) It feels overwhelming just to read this, to be honest with you. I can feel the exhaustion. They say... Three years ago, I left a job that I loved with an amazing opportunity. I was offered a management position as the manager was retiring at my current job. Three years later, the manager still hasn't retired and has no plans to fully retire. I was also told the job would be Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, and it's actually every weekend on top of week work. And the manager is awful to work for. She's rude, condescending, thinks she knows much more than everyone else, even though she's uneducated um, and smarter than those. She thinks she's smarter than those PhDs and micromanages. Her mood affects all staff as well. If she has a bad day, we all suffer for it. I'm trying to take over manager responsibilities, but she is the worst micromanager. I'm good at the job, if I do say so myself, but she makes me second guess everything. I've ignored all the problems because of the potential to be manager, and I keep telling myself when she's gone, but my morale is low. I hate going into work. I'm exhausted and burnt out. How do I tell her that things need to change when I haven't said anything for so long? I really just want to leave and do something else, but if she never leaves, this opportunity is am- if she ever leaves, sorry, this opportunity is amazing, but do I just suck it up and wait it out even if that's 5 to 10 more years of being micromanaged and undermined? Help. Whew. We uh I mean, I'm sure there were some ears ringing this morning going, wait a minute, are they talking about me or is this a past story? The volume of text that said, uh, I worked for an organization for three years. I was told for two years I would be moving into a higher role. I was miserable for two uh, two years waiting for this move to happen. I came into work one day and found out they'd moved someone else into that position. I wasted my time and sacrificed my mental health for two years for nothing. I recently left that position and that company obtained a new job and could not be happier. To contrast this, I want to point you out to a friend. Actually, you might see her on the road crew for Virgin Radio. She, her full-time job, she works for a tech company. Mm -hmm. She just announced on her own Facebook page that her job made a position for her because they saw her value. And even though there wasn't an opening, they made a job for her. I understand not every business can do that. But if your job wants to show you your value, they will. Sounds like this text. Sounds like they are dangling the carrot, waiting around for to hope that you will one day be happy is not living. I have worked with someone like this before, and the toll it takes on your confidence and mental health. You can have a conversation, but chances are the boss is fully aware of how they are. Go out and find yourself some happiness. 40-plus hours a week being miserable is not the way to be. Now, if you're years into this, compound that. Yep. I wonder how yeah. job satisfaction is otherwise... You know, like, are there parts of the job you still like? Do you like what you do? Yeah. Everybody does have frustrations in the workplace. Yep. Some more than others, obviously. And if it, you got to kind of balance out if you like what you do versus all yeah. the roadblocks that you're getting. Uh, that's true. But then I want to point this out. You know, it's like when you say when somebody's in a relationship and they're like, well, when it's good, it's really good. But then they get treated like garbage most of the time. You also can't take that little slice of good and accept all the, you know, you got to weigh out your percentages. Yeah, it's for like, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Someone is just a little bold. Have the conversation. You're basically at the point where you'd quit or get fired either way. If uh, it doesn't change, move on. 
Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. It's the help desk. Thank you for holding. On Virgin Radio. Today's help desk is from Overwhelmed. If you want to send us a help desk, you can do what Overwhelmed did. Go to our website, virginradio.ca. Click on the photo of us, Jeff and Laura, with Backstage Ben, and then you can submit your help desk there. You can come up with your own name. You can be anonymous, whatever floats your boat, however you want to do it. So Overwhelmed, I'm going to try to summarize it this time because I want to get to a lot of text, and there's there's a, is a lot of layers to so this big, stinky work onion. Mm-hmm. However, uh, Overwhelmed says, three years ago, They left a job that they loved for an amazing opportunity. They were offered a management position at their current job. However, three years later, the manager hasn't retired, has no plans to. Uh, According to our help desker, she is rude, condescending, thinks she knows much more than everyone else, despite being uneducated when everyone else has PhDs, and micromanages. The mood affects everyone who our help desk works with as a result of the manager being in a bad mood. They said, I've ignored all the problems because of the potential to be a manager. Keep telling myself when she's gone, but my morale is low. I hate going into work. I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. How do I tell her that things need to change when I haven't said anything for this long? I just really want to leave and do something else. But if she ever leaves, this opportunity is amazing. Do I just suck it up and wait it out, even if it's for another five or ten more years of being micromanaged and undermined? General consensus to this point is no. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. So if you're waiting, uh, sorry, uh, let me try that again. Just got to put it back in. (laughs) Remix. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Uh, So if you're waiting for that, uh, you're likely going to lose out. That said in a thousand different ways, but with the understanding of absolutely. I mean, 10 minutes from now is not necessarily a guarantee. Another one that reads in caps, oh my God, this help desk was my exact situation. I feel for this help desker who wholeheartedly, I I say leave. I left my previous job for the same reasons and my mental state is now so much healthier. There will always be more opportunities. And we heard what, a PhD in there? If, if you're yeah. to that level of education and intelligence, you probably have yourself a pretty polished LinkedIn profile. Now, well, yeah, you want to put it to good use and not be yeah, exactly. floundering until... Exactly, yeah. Benny. One angle that we haven't hit up yet that I do want to touch on, it was one of the two questions that I guess was in today's help desk, was how do I have this conversation with my manager when I've stayed silent for so long? And I do think since this is an opportunity you really care about, it's worth to have that conversation. I personally don't think it's going to go anywhere for, for you. But I think the way to have that conversation after being silent for so long is you collect the data. You say, hey, I've been here. I was promised this job three years ago. Here are my qualifications. Here are the managerial duties that I've been doing for this long. Here's you need to just make a list, send that out to your manager and say, this is what I was expecting. Can you help me out with this? You don't need to threaten. Just wait for that conversation to happen, whether it goes by or not. And then depending on how that conversation goes, then you get out the door. <laughs> yeah. No more games. It's not because games do involve uh, mental energy. And clearly you've expended a lot and, and you're unhappy. No sense fueling that fire any further. Just whew, take that deep breath. Compose yourself. Run it past someone, maybe a friend in the industry or everyone has that person that can give it a like a 360 degree view of the whole situation to maybe help you with your angle of attack so you can yeah that's us yes yes (laughs) Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben Virgin Radio it's guest gossip on Virgin Radio
Who is the scroogiest donor of them all? Well, right now, the man who takes the cake is Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. He's with girlfriend Lauren Sanchez at the A-Lester studded baby-to-baby event at the Pacific Design Center in West Hollywood on Saturday night. Uh, it was an event that actually honored Vanessa Bryant. Uh, with a Giving Tree Award. It was a very, very prestigious event. However, the crowd not too impressed. Everybody waiting for Jeff Bezos to make this big old donation, considering, you know, he's one of the world's richest people. He didn't make a donation until some other person decided to cough up a million. And that's when he made a donation of $500,000. And the room audibly, we just went... Ugh. Oh, is it because like they groaned? Did he pay in cash? Is that why it's all he had on him? <laughs> uh, I don't know. But so w- it, at first you're like, well, half a million dollars is sure a lot of money. Jeff Bezos is estimated to make around one hundred and forty-two thousand dollars per minute. Yeah, currently at two hundred and four billion dollars. There were numbers that were run Amazon. So obviously he only gets pieces of it because of stock, etc. But it makes. About $17 million an hour. Yeah, exactly. So don't... Honestly, Bezos, don't show up to my charity thing unless you're coughing up at least a million. Okay? You're not invited. Vanessa Bryant should have like been like, you know what? Don't even talk to me. Don't see this award that I just got? Don't even make eye contact with it. <laughs> I hope Leo sleeps with your girlfriend. Yeah! <laughs> well... Leo, yeah, challenge Bezos accepted. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Lauren Sanchez probably hopes for the same thing. <laughs> Britney Spears, she's popping off on Instagram saying, yeah, I actually think I'd like to have a baby now. Okay, a little interesting. We know that she wants to get married. She probably would do that first. I can just see her wanting to do that. She's been talking about how Donatella Versace is making her dress as we read through her Instagram captions. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of rumors right now that maybe she wants to get back in the studio and all that jazz. She could just be teasing people at this point. But one part of the Britney puzzle is that people are not happy with Lady Gaga making a statement on Twitter the day that she's free talking about how she supports Britney and she loves and all this stuff. Fans are pointing out, why weren't you there during her struggle? Why didn't you make this public statement at all during the Free Britney saga? Because also, mm-hmm. not everybody wants to get up in other people's business. They, there was so much uncertainty around the conservatorship. I, I, still, to me, her saying that she's glad that Britney's free now. How is that not that's enough? Good. Yeah. How is that's that not enough? <laughs> yeah. How is that not enough of a statement that she she's happy for Britney to, to, to have her freedoms? Because I don't know, maybe Gaga's got her own stuff going on in her own life. Well, what would a tweet have accomplished aside from solidarity, which is yeah, one thing? But exactly. I feel like that's almost a given. It would life. make all the internet simps feel better. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> internet simps is the perfect way to describe it. Oh, man. That's great. And Kanye West and Drake, they've squashed their beef. Where did they do it? At the Dave Chappelle show last night in Toronto. Kanye West put a, posted a photo of the three of them. Drake posted about it in his Instagram stories as well. It seems like Drake is going to be at this concert Kanye West is hosting in December. It appears that way. Nothing confirmed, but Kanye West alluded to that in his caption. Also, if you really want to be on like Drake stalker social media, people also caught videos of him checking out the Jack Harlow show, which is also in Toronto last night. It's booked and busy, you know. Was that at virtual his... tours of his house and all that stuff? That the Jack, Jack Harlow, Harlow show, show was at History, right? So it was at his yep. venue. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, is that his venue? Oh, see, yeah, History is Drake's venue. Had no idea, but mm. either way, really cool. It's funny. You just see him like he's actually visibly enjoying the concert. He's not just trying to stand there and look cool. He's vibing. It's Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. Don't. My station.
Virgin Radio. Welcome to Be Backstage, Ben. It might uh, get a little sidetracked, Laura. So we have Amy on the line. Amy's doing the kid drop-off. The kids are like, Mom, you've got to play Be Backstage, Ben. So, okay, so boom, text sent. And then asking, okay, so when you drop the kids off at school, what's next? So, well, I'm, I'm headed off to the cemetery to Woodlawn. I'm actually a funeral director. I know, that's... That, what a cool job. Oh, man. Uh, and I was, I was telling you this, uh, Amy a story off the air. So I grew up in a really small town, and my friend across the road from my parents' restaurant, they had a funeral home. Well, I couldn't ever go in the front door to see my friend Philip because if there was a funeral or visitation, so I'd go in the back. But the room off to the right, as soon as you walk in the door, is where they would get the bodies ready. And I would sprint past it. I don't know why I thought that was the move. <laughs> My dad has a story about he used to be a funeral director and he was an undertaker for a while too. What they called lovingly the gore machine, oh. where they suck oh. the guts out and yeah. put in oh. the yeah. And the but there was a bat stuck in it, so it, they ended up letting oh. it out and it sprayed all his gore oh. and crap all over the room. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that was like a bedtime story that my dad told me. No wonder I love horror movies. Yeah. So much. <laughs> Amy, I can't. Remember. So, how long have you been a funeral director? Uh, Twenty years. Oof. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. it's you've just got to yeah figure it out. You. Good on yeah. you. I, I can't. I'll- Actually, you have some fun stories. I'd like to make this a full Amy interview oh. if we could. <laughs> I can't. I'll drive by and I'll see. I'll see a family and I'll see the hearse and I'll get tears. The well up in my eyes. I don't know these people. I don't know anything. I'm just driving by and I get a little sad about it. So well, okay. No, it's like watching a sad movie. It makes you. It brings a tear to your eyes. It does. Sometimes. It puts a lot of things in perspective. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah. we've got the background on Amy. We're going to set things up. Benny is going to depart out of the room. Laura is all prepped and ready, and we'll, we'll hand it over to her. And by the way, um, Amy, there is no theme today. No, no theme. theme. No, because the last few times, Amy, that I've done a theme, Benny has done a little more, uh, well, he's answered a little more questions than I was ever expecting him to. So we're going random <laughs> yeah. today. Are you ready okay. to beat backstage Ben? I'll beat, I'll beat him. Okay, I'll I love this confidence. <laughs> Here we go. First question. Which city does the Tour de France end? Oh. Uh, so, I don't know, Paris? You are absolutely correct. Yes. Second question. Which part of the body would you find the cruciate ligament? Cruciate. Gosh, I should know this one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? So there's. That is correct. Oh, boy. All right. Third and final question. What was the most popular girl's name in Canada for the year of 2020? Um, Isabella? Incorrect. Great guess. Elizabeth, or various forms of it, always in the top five. However, Olivia takes the cake for yet another year. Oh, it's back again. Oh. Yep. Yeah, we used Did it, it really live? a middle name. Yep. Here she go, honey. All right. Bye, kids. Love you, kids. Have a great day at school. Do your homework. Be kind to your teacher. Be nice. We'll see you later Bye. on. Eat your lunch. That was not easy to put all those thermoses together. Hot lunches are tough. Okay. Let's get Benny back in. There's no way Ben's getting the Olivia question. No, I I would struggle. I would Better not. That. Uh, no. two, two for three is a real strong score. So let's bring him back in. Benny! <laughs> he has doubled the doors to get through now. So pardon this little time, <laughs> Phil. 
But now you've got yeah, an And that second cup. door is heavy. Remember, I had to open it with my leg yesterday. Yep. yep. Amy, uh, by the way, Benny, she scored uh, two out of three possible Ooh, points. Very good. Very good. Would you like to trash talk, Amy? Well, I think you're going down today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling confident. Oh. Tough work. You, you, you know, Amy, you did start that sentence like my dad normally does when he's about to drop a bomb, but normally the rest of his sentence goes, well, not trying to be rude, but <laughs> that's where you're going. <laughs> okay, Benny, first question. Which city does the Tour de France end? I believe Paris. That is correct. No. <laughs> Don't hype him up too much there. <laughs> Second question. Which part of the body would you find the cruciate ligament? Your leg. Incorrect. The answer is the knee. However, the term the leg is not specific enough. You failed. Oh, no. Second question. Or sorry, third question. Great having a biased uh, <laughs> question master. Go on. Uh, I'm question master. I know, yeah. I make the rules. If you have a problem with them, don't talk to anybody because uh, that's it. I'm where this communication ends. Third and final question. What is the most popular girl's name in Canada for 2020? Uh, Olivia. Uh, because my son's name is Oliver and it's been the most popular male name for so long. Olivia is just like the female version of it. I it is just I did not realize that Ollie's full name was Oliver Oliver up until right now. Yep. Oh man. Only when he's in trouble. Laura's Blue getting red faced. She's yeah, so bad on the camera. I can I see. Oh. She's not wearing flush. foundation today either. Discoloration. <laughs> Amy, that was a tie. I didn't see the Olivia thing popping off, but well done. Oh, I, I never thought he'd get that one, but man, you know, oh man. he comes up with this stuff. I don't know how he does it. Well, it was a good battle. We do appreciate, well, the, the story's pre-Beat uh, Backstage, Ben, and then obviously the gameplay. <laughs> you are welcome back at any point to redeem yourself to pick up that uh, that win. We would love to have you back, and we'll give you a chance, just like Amy, tomorrow at around 8.40 to try and beat Backstage, Ben. It's bad guy. Cause, well, here's his theme song, right, Laura? <laughs> it's Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. Bye, station. Virgin Radio. It could be dinner. It could be if you're a shift worker, mid-nap time, or just inconvenient. When that phone rings and you look and go, what? Oh, wait a minute. That's from an area of Ontario or British Columbia where I know not a soul. Here it is. CRTC. Yes, the organization that has some oversight with what we do. They also handle telecommunications. They are requiring all networks and network providers by the end of the month to update their systems so new protection protections for customer can be implemented. So the robocalls, those apparently are going to be gone, at least well, until those on the other end figure another way to get around. 25% of calls right now, of all calls made to mobile phones are robocalls. Oh, it's unbelievable. I'm just looking at yeah, me too. my incoming. Uh, Columbus, Montana yesterday. Uh, two from fake numbers in St. Thomas on Saturday where I live. Uh, I had uh, a Kitchener one. 
I had uh, Hanover. <laughs> oh, all Hanover. Oh, good. Hanover, uh, come and see. Sorry, if you know that jingle, you know. <laughs> on the same day in October, Oregon, South Carolina, and Pennsylvania, all on the same day. Well, you are backstage, Ben. I There's guess. Holy people, moly. people love uh, trivia. Hey, at least yours give you a little inside information to where your spam call is coming from. Mine just has suspected spam and then a bunch of random numbers that are like 519 still, but it doesn't tell me where they could come from. Oh, that's good. I think it's because they, they know if I have any hint of who they are, I can Facebook stalk them to the point where I will find their identity. <laughs> a couple of years ago, the, the CRTC put in that national do not call registry and everybody yeah, signed up for it. Horse crap that one. Yeah. <laughs> That was, you hear that <laughs> yeah. sound? That's your tax dollars flushed down the toilet. Yeah. Um, this the, the new update, basically, because for the, the in-between, a lot of people have been trying to find apps online that will block unwanted calls. Uh, and, and some are successful, but they still get around it. This new technology known as Stir Shaken will actually stop fraudulent calls without any action from the customer. So we don't have to change anything. We don't have to do more to get less phone calls, if that makes sense. Is it actually called Stir Shaken? Yeah, I like it. Wow, who's the big James Bond fan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. You know one of those super smart techie guys behind uh, you the know scenes. What? I love that, though. I love when super smart people in tech, they're like, I'm still going to make this funny. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, for sure. Well, and all this, well, so the company that we work for, I mean, they're one of the many phone companies. They, in their their own right, in their own background, have been working on different softwares and, and different trials to get things up. And while they've done a good job, they're saying, obviously, it needs to be improved, so this update will take the next step. But in 16 months, they blocked a billion fraudulent robocalls. Holy moly. We just got a text here from Mike in London saying he had a robocall that actually came up City Lights Bookshop, which is a bookshop in London. No way. So what happens is, a lot of times... If you get a call and right off the bat, it's like to speak to somebody, press one. By pressing one, that's basically giving them permission to use your number then to make calls down the line. Oh, come on. Damn. Or if any time you say yes, it could be even like, hello, can you hear me? And you say yes. That yes is like voice activated, <gasps> allowing them to. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of sketchy ways of doing it. What if you just hear Because my phone rings with the ringer on. There's something about the Samsung Mobile, the orchestra, that is a ringer. Can you? Can one of you guys call me just so I can play how terrifying this is? I don't know if I have your phone on? number because we, all we do is WhatsApp. Well, <laughs> well, you, you have right my as phone number t- in the WhatsApp. You're filling that out. There's an organization, too, that, that handles fraud and fraud scams just phone-related. $15 million. It is so <laughs> loud. Just imagine this. <laughs> Terrifying. Sheesh. That'd be enough anyway, in, alone for me not to buy that That'd be enough phone. for the scammer to be like, you know what? Your life is already a hot mess. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you alone. Have a good day. My yeah. bad. <laughs>